Draft Friday to everyone in the sports universe. In fact, happy 6-9. Nice. Jeez. This is the AM Drive. We are live once again for Aaron Crouch and my Carvalho's for both Saturday. Aaron, how has your sports week been? Uh, well, last night was a tough pill to swallow. Uh, <laughs> I know that... You know, even though I said it, you know, don't count Florida out. You know, the series hasn't really done anything, given the fact that, you know, the Knights have dominated the first two games. Nothing really matters until the home team loses. It sucks to be on the precipice of taking a 3-0 lead, only to have defeat snatched from the jaws of victory. I have a question for you. Um, Would you rather be blown to bits in game three, or would you rather, like, like the Heat were, or would you rather be that close to taking a 3-0 lead <laughs> or just no, taking a game in general? You'd always rather be close to taking a 3-0 lead. I mean, That's fair. Or what about just a game in general in the playoffs? Would you rather that anyways? Or does it have to be a 3-0 lead for rather to be the best one? Well, as a sports fan, even if – so as a sports fan, I always want close competitive games. Oh, as yeah. a certain team, you always want your team to blow out the other team. You don't ever want to sweat your team in a final. Or in any kind of trophy, you know, kind of kind of championship game, you never want to sweat that stuff. So, depends on how you look at it, I guess. Um, you know, I, I kind of had this the way it would play out. I really thought it would be a two-two overtime game, but I, I mean, I, you know, as the game was actually played, I thought I thought Vegas dominated in all assets, uh, or all, all facets of the game, and uh, it just didn't work out for them. And that's sometimes that's hockey, you know. One slips by, and suddenly the crowd was back into it and you know Carter Verhage slips which should have been an e- you know should have been an easier save than than most and it gets through and now it's two to one and you start to kind of wonder you know can Florida start to trickle back in and <laughs> work their magic no, I just I don't think so but go to mycarrierdrive.com to shop the awesome merchandise and of course all of our great sponsors I got this new Colts shirt that was on sale for like 65% off Aaron's got his AM Drive hoodie, and we're just balling, baby. We are balling today. Nice, tumblers. nice tumbler. The tumbler's back. Yes. And also, our first seven is partly brought to you by Fanatics. Aaron, tell the good people about clicking that special letter. Well, like you see it, Mike's got that sweet, <clears throat> sweet Colts shirt on. You can get all that and more from Fanatics. Everything your heart's content in the sports world merchandise, memorabilia, apparel. How do you do it, Mike? You go see right here, mikeandarendrive.com. Once you get to that site, you will click that Fanatics logo right up there in the corner, and it will take you into the Fanatics site. Nothing else has to be done. No promo codes, no nothing. Just mikeandarendrive.com. Click the F, shop until your heart's content, add to cart, pay, and support the channel. Aww. All right, so let's switch to basketball first here because this one's a little bit easier to break down. Nuggets beat our you-know-whats, okay? That's just how it worked in game three. I don't like how the Nuggets have kind of gotten multiple garbage time triple-doubles this postseason. Remember against the Suns when Jokic stayed in the game for, like, the final two minutes when they were up by 30? I'm like, what are we doing here? And then, of course, Jamal Murray. I'm not saying they don't deserve the stats, I just thought it was very Bush League. Although, to be fair, the Heat were trying to make a magical comeback, which was not everyone knew what was going to happen. But to me, waiting for that final BS rebound 
was was kind of, I didn't I thought it was a little bit bush league. I was like, that's that doesn't mean as much to me. But in the future, no one's gonna care. I think you just nailed it right there at the end. In the future, people are gonna see a triple double. People yeah. are gonna see point beat down that was never close. Uh, in the present, and I'll say this because how many times do we see this in football and probably even basketball? Never step your foot off their throats. Mm-hmm. Keep, I don't care. Like in a finals game, you don't want to be that butt of the joke that says, oh my God, look at look at Denver. Look at Malone. What an idiot. I mean, he lets his foot off the gas and Miami comes roaring right back. Uh, you know, and uh, now Miami's up two to one. They got, you know, they've got one more game at home. And they, no, 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 no. I mean, how many times? How how long are we still talking about twenty eight to three? You know, you let your foot off the gas. Or thirty three. Let me shut up. Yeah, I mean that's well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how long? How many times are you gonna hear about that? And for the rest of your life, you know, it's you let your foot off the gas, and then things like that. Now, normally they don't happen. But things like that sometimes do happen, and we continue to remember them to this day. And Mike Malone's not going to take a chance. Now, are you risking injury? Of course you are. But, you know, it's the finals. It's, you know, nothing else matters at this point. You know, I understand that, you know, there's all these guys out there talking smack that nobody cares about this finals. I don't know. I I disagree personally. But um, this is probably the most – finals minutes I've watched in basketball. I watched a little bit of this game. I've watched and I've watched game one and two. Um, you know, yeah, I I mean, to, to, to circle back here, it's, I don't care about, like you said, in the end of the day, the stat sheet's going to show a triple-double. I think he's one of only three players with multiple triple-doubles in the finals. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't see a problem with it. I do want to get this to as after Nuggets fans are probably crucified me by this point. Um, how about the fact I think this might be end up if this continues if these guys continue to play together, Jokic and Murray, they might be one of the best dynamic duos of all time. If and obviously that's a big if because it would have to go on and on and on. But you have to think though, Jamal Murray, I thought really stepped up. I he's a great shot maker. You can't defend that sometimes. And of course the late game free throws do help. But his playmaking to me was such an underrated part of that game three win. Like he, there was times where we were like, okay, we got him. He's like, no, here's a little thread the needle pass that you really don't expect from guys like him and like Steph Curry. But when they have those circus passes, it's like the cherry on top. The straw that broke your back is like, well, crap, can't defend that anymore. If he if he develops a passing game, this series is over quickly. But I I. I don't think it is. I'm not going to overreact again. I just, I don't think it's over, but I think it's leaning that direction. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it is too. I've I've trying I'm trying to set myself up with a free roll. We'll go down betting lane here for just a second. I the Heat currently, I believe it was DraftKings, but I caught him at a I caught him at a book here. Uh, are currently like plus six hundred to win the series game three. So I fired that's a too. That's long. To, that's long to me. For two to one series, I fired a little bit on it, um, praying for Miami to uh, win Game Four. Pardon me. Good morning. Oh, good morning. It's early on this coast, man. Uh, you drive, baby. So if Miami can get Game Four, I figure I have Miami at plus six hundred. I think I can get Denver back at like minus four hundred to win the series, and then I'll be free rolling on Miami to win the series for a few bucks. So. 
Let's go heat. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I have to agree with that a little bit because I'm mean, going to you, say that. Are you telling me that based on the way they played in Denver, they can't they can't catch a game at home? I mean, I don't I, I think they can. And you got to think Spolster's team is too good to, to just lay down. I mean, I see any team would lay down, but Jimmy Butler was very clear. He was not happy with how they came out. So I don't think that's going to happen in game four. It may happen again in the series, but game four, tie it up. You're right. Get your Nuggets money back. Good point. Yeah. Um, I mean, this... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to go over the next one. Finish up. I, I was going to just say, like, you know, I, I, I get what you're trying to say, and maybe you're prisoner of the moment right now, but as far as Jokic and Murray – being one of the best tandems of all time. I mean, they got a long way to go. Well, yeah. But this is the beginning for sure. Who's the best tandem of all time? I have my th- my thoughts, but who's the best shooter, big man, like shooting guard, big man of all time? Shaq, Kobe, probably. Okay. I was going to say, you better say that. Or, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who this would be close considering like longevity combined with championships combined with the swagger. It had to be Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, with the championships, yes. With the longevity, Stockton and Malone was really good. That's uh, one concern we have coming up. That's an interesting one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're right. It, it might not be a long list, but I, I think uh, Murray's just got to stay healthy. Jokic is there. Jokic now, is in terms there. of dynamic duos, that could be another conversation that Shaq and Kobe might top again, but it's close. Well, duos, yeah, because I mean, you have the Splash Brothers. Obviously, you got LeBron and Wade. You know, you got the Heatles. You know, you have so many different duos where if you can just merge all the positions, Duncan and Parker, some one of the better ones too. So, that's uh, an interesting, uh, it'll be an interesting topic, or maybe even a fantasy draft Friday segment in those dog days of summer. <laughs> dog days of next week. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Florida. Right. The new Miami regime is looking incredible. There's a new Miami world power because Lionel Messi has joined um, the Miami MLS team, whatever that means. Um, Miami Heat are still in the finals. Panthers found a God's way and God's willing to game three win. Aaron, I know you touched one at the start. I'll be honest. I watched from about the five minutes to go left in the first period to the end of this game. I was... Hockey never surprises me because I've seen like just like really how does this team lose. This was up there with one of the most shocking losses. Like you're already up two LI, albeit both at home, that you won those games. But power play for Florida was horrible. It's been horrible. Like over 12 right now, as to my check, the stat. Vegas is like almost 40%. And with like almost just the same amount of attempts, it's like, how do you lose that game? But like I said, if if you let Kachuk to get inside of you in front of that net, that was horrible. Forget the fact that Barbersaw, or I call him Barbersaw, missed the shot. The fact that Kachuk was right there, how do you allow that? That cannot happen in that moment. And it did. You're absolutely right. And not only did it happen in that moment, it seems like that has happened a few times for Kachuk in the playoffs. Yeah. In there, I mean, even in game two, I know they lost seven to two, but. Game two, catching a rebound <clears throat> and putting it right back in. I mean, it just seems like it's his MO. And um, the reason that I'm not I'm not defending this, but the reason it gets allowed a lot now is because when you're trying to clear that area, a lot of times the refs are looking for cross-checking and or interference penalties. 
in that spot. So it's not as easy to clear the area as just, you know, get out of my lane, bam, you know, like that. So, uh, not, not, not a defense necessarily, but just, you know, an explanation as to why guys can get in the middle a little bit easier nowadays. Um, that being, Chuck lives in the middle, by the way. I thought that was funny. The entire game, he was like, he was camped down there. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a smart team is to have a guy always in front of the net. You're adding an extra screener because now you have to bring in a defender. So you're adding two screeners effectively in front of a goalie sometimes. Um, you know, it, it's it's a weird game. I mean, I watched it, you know, like just like you did. Uh, I didn't catch the very beginning, which I caught all the goals. Uh, so the way I looked at this is, yes, the the Knights are, are scorching hot on the power play. Uh, but their 5-on-5 five five game yesterday, just to me, the Panthers seemed like they were playing – up to par. Now, I thought Vegas was the best team in all facets. I said that in the beginning of the show. I thought Vegas was the best team in all facets. However, I thought the Panthers played the five-on-five game up to snuff with Vegas. And I think that was the difference maker. Uh, usually, you know, Their coach said that, too. Oh, I, well, good. Good good to know. In an interview with the lady, he said that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but, yeah, they, uh, you know, if, if – you know, Bobrovsky came back, had a good game, was playing well. A couple of posts. Ooh, yeah. Barbashev, that post in the third period. Oh, that one hurt my heart. I thought he got that one in there. Uh, but, you know perfect, what? Perfect. Perfect idea, too. Perfect idea. You get that hot goalie back, you know, where, you know, it, it seems like everything. Yeah, he got a couple power plays by him. Um, but he, he, he basically stood on his head. And, you know, unfortunately – when everything is go all, all things considered equal, Bobrovsky's better than Aiden Hill. So, throughout the course of a long, low scoring game like that, the advantage favors Florida. And when it gets into overtime and it's and it's you know sudden death, then those little goals like that happen. And that's how get, that's how Panthers get games. That's how underdogs get games. And I'm not necessarily sweating it. Um, even if they go, even if they go two-two, I'm really not necessarily sweating it. I think, I think Vegas can win their home games, no problem. And, minus Imagine Dragons. Yeah, yeah, it was minus Imagine Dragons for sure. Uh, they had Little John this time, so it was okay. <laughs> oh my God! Man, complete role reversal. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that uh, uh, game four, you know, you just gave the Panthers a little bit of life. It would be huge, huge for the program. If you can go back in there in Game Four, forget everything that happened in Game Three, and really, really take it to them. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see a nice four-two, five-two victory like they had in Game One. I agree that I think actually VJK. Well, I was about to say that I think they're going to win Game Four. The reason I say that, it never felt like even though Florida won, it's almost like, well, okay, cool, like we, we've dominated this entire game. They didn't do it because it was Game Three, I guess, and you're already up 2-0. It didn't feel like it was a shot in the heart. It was one of those underdog got a game like crap. They're those pesky little rats. But I do feel like Vegas has to be feeling pretty confident right now. Because Kachuk, I know that first of all, Eichel laid some buddy. Vegas has laid some hits, bro. Oh, that yeah. was I was surprised. I thought Florida was that kind of team. There was a sucker punch team. Vegas says, nah, we're the on the ice, have at it, pal. And that may have been a, a, a testament to why they lost. I mean, you think about the team that's more focused on being – only focused on being physical versus actually putting the thing in the thing, which is how you win hockey games. Uh, 
you know, physicality in, in a hockey game is absolutely paramount to beating and wearing a team down. However, you can't make it the only focus, which, like you said, it felt like the first two games of the series, it felt like that was the Panthers only. We're going to take out every single one of your guys. That way we can beat you because you can't field a team kind of thing. Um, but it seemed like, you know, like you said, the Panthers refocused and, you know, they got a good win. I mean, there's nothing to take away from the Panthers here. Um, I still think that the Knights can slowly break down Bob and <clears throat> walk out of here with hopefully in five. But, you know, I, I don't I wouldn't mind if it goes seven. I obviously a VGK still wins because I have tickets to game seven. But uh, those tickets were very expensive. So I wouldn't mind a refund <laughs> as long as we you got. See, the- right. You see that second. Uh, well, I want to say the second period save from big shot from big save Bob when he um, slapped it on purpose with his left hand. And then split to save it. I'm like, oh, how do you do that crap? It's amazing. Not only how do you do that, how do you do it on skates? Oh, nice. It's amazing what they do. It's the. I know it's not a. It's not a. It's. it's this is a minority uh, uh, thought process, but it's the best sport. It's the best sport by far, in my opinion. I think it's close, but I because it, it, the games were so close in general. One of the things I was looking at, though, there's a lot of filler in there, like a lot of the puck against the board. Like, okay, come on, guys. The puck naturally heads to the side of the arena more times than I'd like as a sports fan. But it's definitely – you don't get blowouts mate, a lot. Well, let's let's consider the, the stuff in the middle and, and the puck going out of play, like the time in between plays in the NFL, the free throw attempts in the NBA, and the time – well – it's less now, but the time between pitches and new batters in the MLB. And also, the what did you say about the NFL? The time between plays. It's, it's almost like it's almost like half a minute between plays. Sometimes I already more. tell I already tell people that the NFL has like too much filler. I've always I've felt like the NFL like they, they smash each other for ten seconds, and after that, it's like the rest of the game was just BS. Like I'm like, what is this? Well, the time, I mean, the time they take to celebrate, get back, you have like, what, 40, 45 seconds on the play clock? Yeah. Like you said, yeah, speed it up. Put it, uh, put it, uh, put it at like 30, start at 30 or 25 or whatever. I think 25, because Madden people start at 25, why not? Yeah, make Madden the, the, the norm. Got it. When we come back, we have an awesome fantasy draft Friday that Aaron has coined up, and it's going to be a bigger one than normal. We'll be right back to the AM drive. Don't. Go anywhere, but first, a word about safety. If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Welcome back here to the AM Drive on this Fantasy Draft Friday. And, uh, you know, we can't really use the term Meat Friday because I think it's coined by the Dan Patrick Show. But you need to get your meat from Agridime. You see it right up here in the corner. You go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click this logo right here, or just go to AgridimeStore.com. Uh, if you purchase, when you purchase, all this awesome, delicious grilling season. Again, it's June. It's the weather's getting warm. The weather's getting nice. You know, weekend grilling, anytime grilling, smokers, this, that, and the other. Make sure that you use this promo code AMDRIVE. All caps, no spaces, AM drive. You get 10% off your order, your entire order. They even sell meat by the freezer full. If you buy the freezer option, it's I think it's a half of 
it's a half rack of meat with from a cow and it comes in a damn deep freezer you can't you can't be <laughs> pretty awesome help out the channel help out agrodyme support us all am drive 10 percent off when you go to mike and click the agrodyme logo or just go to agrodimestore.com once again am drive for code uh the code for 10 percent off and you hear that that's the chisel of the grizzle it's grilling season baby yeah buddy hashtag grilling season Woo! all right fantasy draft friday a ron tell us what to do all right we're gonna do this a little bit differently we're gonna be uh in honor of chris paul <laughs> being cut by the phoenix suns i know he'll probably latch on somewhere but just in case he doesn't uh in honor of chris paul getting cut by the suns i decided to this week's fantasy draft would be the best players in the big four sports who don't have a title under their belt so mm. uh what did we decide we're gonna do six players plus an honorable mention six plus one and i think i had the first pick last week you so did. you are going to get pick number one for the best player in your opinion that never won a ring First of all, this is not my honorable mention, but he was actually number 15 on my list, so he, left here, so he definitely won't make it. Damian Lillard. It's not, it's not my honorable mention. I just want to say that because he won't make the list. Yeah, but, it's tough, tough even with a guy like CP3 because he's still playing. There's still a chance he could get a ring, but oh, he's, barely. he's a little bit further in his career than Damian Lillard is. That's fine. So if, if we're doing – uh, are we doing our honorable mentions right out of the way? Is that what we're doing? No, 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 no. That'll wait for the end. Okay. All right. Then then your first pick is? Kevin Durant because his Warriors rings don't – that's a lie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> they, <laughs> this may gonna kill... they may not count in your book, but they can still put them on his finger. Right. So they, they were like an ounce. But I'm no – anyways, um, this this one my conscience is going to like obliterate me and just take me out back and beat me senseless. My conscience hates this. Oh, wait, I did. I forgot to mention the 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 asterisks of the whole thing is you do have to take a player from each sport. That's why we did six. Oh, you yeah. said we were going to do that because we were doing six. Oh, I thought we were doing. No, when it went from five to six, we we got rid of that. Oh, I, I thought have we three if... sports. I mean, it helps you. All right, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a player from each sport, but that's fine. That's fine. That, that'll be your downfall. Okay, this guy is a seven-time MVP, made a World Series. The bastard cheated, ah. but Barry Bonds. I I I, uh, I don't like that pick, but I, it has to be done. He was gonna be picked very pretty soon after that, so that's. Oh. Boom. That's a tough one. Yeah, no, I. Uh... That that was probably one of the better ones that to be picked. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start in the world of football, mm. and I'm gonna talk about a guy who's traditionally in the goat conversation. However, there's always one simple asterisk if you want to, so to or speak. zero things or zero. Yeah, let's let's call it a one simple goose egg that keeps him out of that conversation a lot. Now, I don't know if one ring would have put him, you know, even higher in the conversation, but a couple. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's Dan Marino. It's, it's Speaking of Miami sports and Fuego, my number one pick is going to be Dan Marino, who rang the siren last – or who uh, beat the drum last night for the uh, Florida Panther game or something like that. 
whatever Justin they Johnson do. Was there too? No, Who? Justin. I think Justin. Either Justin Thomas or Dustin Johnson was there. I forgot which one. I think it was Brooks Kepka. There's also another golfer there too. Oh, was there? I didn't see it. I, I, Brooks Kepka there. I know that. So, um, so Daniel Marino is actually fifth in passing yards and fifth in passing touchdowns still. That's crazy. Retired twenty something years ago, and the Dolphins have never have still never been able to get right since he left. Well, two is gonna two, and they have another lefty right now. Oh, I have a headache. No. <laughs> okay. This guy. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna do him yet. I thought you you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you to him. I'm gonna do this guy, who's a four-time All-Pro, played 15 years, and is part of the infamous 2007 Patriots squad. Move Randy Moss, who was, in my opinion, the best wide receiver ever. I know there's like people that I'm like, well, let me lie, let me lie. Jerry Rice might be that because of, of more accomplishments, but I'm telling you, Randy Moss was pretty good. I just see Randy Moss with Joe Montana. Just saying, I'm gonna go with Randy Moss. Randy Moss was my personal best wide receiver. Just watching him play, I didn't really, I didn't watch a ton of Jerry Rice until later in his career. I did right. see Jerry Rice. Before Super Bowl, but um, yeah, Randy Moss for me was the best. He was on my list, and you did swipe him right from under me because I was taking him. Uh, but I'm going to switch gears and go to the world of baseball myself. You have all the stats for me, so you might have these stats, but I mean, affectionately known as the kid, he is my favorite baseball player of all oh. time. It was quite unfortunate he never was able to get a ring, but. Uh, when I was when I was growing up, there was a reason I wore my hat backwards as well, even though I was a right-handed hitter. Uh, but that's Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey Jr. for me is my number two pick of best players to never win a, uh, a title in their sport. I like that. Um, he he ultimately did not make my list because I didn't know enough about him. Wow. Because I I, I feel like I, I put Barry Bonds on there, and that was good enough for me. Barry Bonds is is a no-brainer. Seven-time MVP. That may never be touched again. Well, yeah, unless you juice up your – oh, let me shut up. Um, That's your show, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is tough for me because I mm, – I thought you were going to take somebody else, but you took him. I'm going to go with the cover boy for this whole draft. The one who's gotten probably almost like Shannon Sharp. He's more famous after he plays, even though he was so famous when he played. Charles Barkley, who I've always said can barely talk. He's one of the most improved journalists I've ever seen in my life. But I'm going to go with Charles Barkley because he's the cover boy for this. Has an MVP, made one finals in 1993, I believe, or whatever it was. Or I think like an 11-time All-Star. The cover boy for this whole thing, Chuck. Yeah, he is a cover boy, that's for sure. Um, since I don't have a ton of basketball guys, I might have to say, I, you know what? I think I might still save that one since we're going with six. Um, I'm going to go back to the NFL and I'm going to take one of the greatest running backs of all time. Mm. Barry Sanders, 10 straight oh. season, thousand plus yards. Quite unfortunate that we, he just disappeared, but that's the nature of playing in Detroit. 
So he asked me to did not make my list. I have Who's another on? running back on there. I have another running back on there. Come on now. Who's not the think... murderer? Oh, I think I know who it is. You have to know who it is. Um. So, wow. The, if I pick this guy alongside Barry Bonds, I'm going to be crucified by the far other side of the political aisle. Okay. Oh, I don't. This guy has, is a 14-time NBA All-Star, is a two-time MVP. Not only did he lose two finals in his prime, he also lost with the Lakers. Off the court aside, well, I know there's a big thing around that. Oh God, I hate this Carmel. Oh, oh, can't even say his name because of painful culture. I'm gonna go Carmel one. Yeah, you know what? He somehow skates cancel culture despite the atrocities that he did. They mention his name quite frequently on the NBA. But I, I if there's a silver lining, I just want to say this because it has to be said. What he did was absolutely horrible. But if no charges were officially pressed, or there's nothing. I mean, it's it's the way the justice system works. That's probably why. That's the only thing I can think of why they would allow that. I mean, 100%. I mean, there's no charges filed, and, you know, there's nothing we can do. In court of public yep. opinion, he's an ugly human, but that's... that's well, he's Simpsons free, too. Come on now. Be a human. Yeah, exactly. So, oh. uh, Let's see. I have three picks here. I think I'm going to go into the world of hockey, mm. and I'm going to go into a player that I very much admired growing up. Um Played for Calgary most of his career, finished his career around Boston and a couple other teams. Uh, one of the best to ever do it. I think he's top 12 in scoring. There are guys without a ring that are higher than him, but he was one of the more dynamic players that I'd ever seen. And I'm going to go with Jerome Aginla as my number four pick. Who? No kidding. No, good, good pick for you. There's another guy who played for the Bruins that I just not going to make my list, but I think he made it to two cup with the Bruins. Played in the early 2000s, I think. I forgot his name. Like, it starts with a C, I think. I mean, there's Joe Thornton. There's, there's like a Bruin that played in the early two, that like played in the 2000s that made two Bruins cups and didn't win them. Uh, Al Nancy or whatever his name was. I forgot his name. Are you talking about Cam Neely? Yeah, that guy. He was the only hockey player I consider. Yeah, I think he was older than the 2000s, though. Oh, okay, fair. All righty. Now that I've got the idiots out of the way, <laughs> I'm going to go with this guy who may not be the best player ever to not win a ring, but he definitely had his dang chances. In fact, if it wasn't for the Buffalo Bandits, this guy would <laughs> Buffalo Bandits did this guy a favor by winning a championship for the Buffalo like teams, even though most people in Buffalo may not care about NLL still. Um, Jim Kelly made four consecutive Super Bowls as the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not going to – I did want to put Bruce Smith because I was just like, you know, 200 sacks – like, would you trade 200 sacks for a career for a ring? I mean, but I have to go with the quarterback of that team and leave, leave Bruce Smith on the table here. I'm going to go with Jim Kelly – who made four of them poppies. No, hell no, double hell no, and not even close. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's fair. No, my fifth pick, I'm going to go back to the world of baseball here. And 
a guy who just personified the spirit of, you know, a nice guy uh, all around just sportsman. He didn't necessarily look the part of a professional athlete, but damn, I'm sure if he could play some freaking baseball. And he, one of the greatest pure hitters of all time, not power hitter, just greatest pure hitters of all time, always made contact, never struck out. Mr. Padre himself, Tony Gwynn, is my number five pick. I I think you underestimate how good Tony Gwynn was at baseball. I think you've lost this draft. I'm sorry. I don't think I. I think this one's close. I really do. Okay, so I've got five. Wow. So I need one more plus a honorable mention later on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. This guy might actually lose me the draft because he's actually like number 13 on my list. And I still have like a bunch of guys left. This guy just had, this had so much swagger. Well, I don't know. I, I don't even want to do that. He doesn't have any work near the career numbers. Oh, this is tough. I'm going to go with – God, this is so tough for me. Because a point guard in basketball is so dang vital to their success, and because this guy is the classic floor general, and I already have Carmelo, it's not going to be John Stockton. It's going to be Chris Paul. He will be my sixth pick, and I guess my – well, I'll leave that on mention for something. For I'll, I'll wait just in case it's your honorable mention. But I'll go with Chris Paul. Yeah, I, it's funny because I was either going to go with Chris Paul or John Stockton. So I guess you took, you've yeah. left me painted me into a corner here. So I am going to, with my sixth pick, take John Stockton as my one of my best players that has never won a ring. And I it's, think it's we're. I think we're going to be on different wavelengths with our honorable mention. So I'll just go ahead and say it now. Uh, my honorable mention is captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Mr. Maple Leaf himself. I know you probably won't know this name, but hockey fans all around the world will know him as one of the best players they've ever seen play. And that's Matt Sundin, uh, Mr. Mr. Canada. I mean, he was just, he was absolutely incredible. So my honorable mention, of course, we know that Toronto's name. Never got a ring, but my honorable mention is Matt Sundin, Mr. Canada, Mr. Toronto Maple Leaf, the captain, the ringless captain, as my honorable mention of best players to never win a ring in the big four sports. I thought Mr. Canada was Drake. No kidding. He wishes. <laughs> Half of Canada probably could care less about Drake. Here's some players that did not make my list, but we're up there. Megatron, Mike Trout, just because of like recency bias. Um, Adrian Peterson was the running back. Um, Philip Rivers, if you know, it came to that point, but it didn't. So I'm going to go with my, my honorable mention is Michael Vick. Yeah, so he's like, a dynamic quarterback. Such a sw- he's a, he's a swagger pick for me. But I, I had the all-time jail team though. I, I can't lie, the all-time scumbag team. Yeah, you kind of do, yeah. <laughs> but I do want to say that John Stockton, 
I chose Carmelo because he had the MVPs, but make no mistake, Chris, my John Stockton has his numbers in steals and assists might not ever be touched, and so you might have you might have destroyed me home that one over Chris Paul. It's a tough Chris one. Chris Paul played the area of super teams, but it did you know. For me, I tried to go with players who are already done playing because, like you said, there's still obviously a chance. I mean, if if Chris Paul joins like the Golden State Warriors next year, he's got a really good. Well, what if Chris Paul was on the Nuggets next year? Wow. I'm just excited that the, um, what was I going to say? I forgot. Um, I'll, yeah, that was, I'm, I must be tired. I don't know what the heck happened to me just now. Another, another one for me who's still playing, like, yeah, Mike Trout, obviously Shohei. I know Shohei's early in the career, but if he stays on this trajectory and, and, and doesn't win a ring, he would be in there. Uh, Russell Westbrook is another one, you know, Damian yeah. Lillard. There's so many guys that are, that are you know you know in that in that bubble. I, I I tried to go for the guys that were done playing. So we'll see we'll see how the list stack up. You know we'll get some we'll get some graphics out there on the social medias and let you guys vote. Uh, but until then, you guys enjoy your Fridays, enjoy the rest of your work week, and of course, as always, enjoy your sports weekend. We'll be right back on Monday to dissect it all over the weekend. Of course, for Michael Carvelis, I'm Aaron Crouch saying, have a wonderful sports weekend, and and as always. Drive safe.